3: Terms and conditions apply. 5 years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
2: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
1: The Top Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having?
4: To the Wednesday week brought to you by the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane. And I am your host yet again to this evening. I am very sorry about that, to be honest. My name is Victoria, and I will admit I am a Tinderholic. And with me on the line, first of all, it's everybody's favourite bearded lady, it's James Marriott.
5: I was particularly impressed, Vic, that there was a photo of you Tindering on the front row at the oh, uh, film piss premiere. Off.
4: You know last, full last well night. I was not fingering. <laughs> I was recording audio for the podcast. That may I also yeah. confirm I got permission yeah, for yeah. from Trevor Braithwaite. So, yeah, you, you did need, the afterwards, not Jory. You're not on yet. You're not on yet. You did, after
3: the... You're not on you did yet. The afterwards, not Jory. <laughs>
4: right. I'll just, I'll just put fudge and just not include you. Anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm still so here. <laughs>
4: is the father of two, the lover of many. It's Dickie Owl. Good evening.
3: Hello there. How are you, darling?
4: Hello, my love. No, you hate me.
3: Yeah, well. And then finally,
4: our very own nineties throwback, Daniel Fudge. Good evening, sir.
1: Why did I get Sunday name there? Why did I get the full Sunday name? Is that because it fits with the with the Baby Shark track?
5: Daniel Fudge. Daniel Fudge. Daniel Fudge. I did. I did little dance moves and everything there, like the kid in the video. <laughs> Great. He, he's going to regret that in years to come, isn't he? He's going to look yeah. a right twat in years yeah. to come. Poor lad. It's
1: it's, so it's about going about to, like, um, to be fair? It's going to be like, uh, <laughs> you know, like people still walk up to Steve Coogan and say, aha, you know what I mean, even <laughs> now. Uh, it's, it's going to be like that. That's what's going to happen. Or well,
4: Howard from the Halifax advert.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that.
4: Anyway, boys, obviously we spent the last weekend in Berkshire and our captain, Mr. Reach and Mr. Zhao, again found themselves on the score sheet. Fantastic. Reading was still searching for their first three points of the season and we were there to disappoint them, as usual. Uh, Very much Daniel Fudge-like, if you will. Albeit we made it tricky for ourselves at times. When I looked at the stats for the game, because I was in Meadowhall, so I didn't listen, obviously. (laughs) Um <laughs> but in fairness the stats were pretty even it was like 51 49 52 48 the whole way through fudge my gorgeous boy you were there tell me about it
1: well it was it was to be fair a pretty boring game of football i think you're right the the stats themselves were quite um quite even as it were they definitely had opportunities to get to get opportunities to get into the game um Sam Baldock, I always thought, was a bit lethal at the, at this level. But whatever he used to have, he just hasn't got it. Or he's just on a uh, a poor vein of form where his confidence is on the floor because he couldn't hit a barn door with anything. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, deep in the art of Berkshire, drive by FM. I think that was the uh, that's the Ali G reference from the movie, that. <laughs> but, yeah, um, we uh, turned up there, uh, met some of the boys from London, went for uh, went, went, went for a Stein in, uh, in Reading. And then the, uh, the worst two mile journey that anybody's ever taken from uh, Reading Town Centre to the ground, which is, uh, <laughs> which I think Why we're discussing. Because it's just, it's just an anus of a town. It's just, it's just awful. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> brilliant. So, I've, I've got to agree with asked. you,
5: Fudge. It? It's awful. It's awful. It's,
1: it's one of the yeah, worst I, away I, days.
3: I went down recently and sat by a river in a town centre and I quite enjoyed it. It was all right. I had a few beers down there and it was nice. How many beers did it average? You, did, you didn't have to go to the
5: football stadium, though, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. football. Rather, it's that that kind of town centre to football stadium journey is just one of the oh, most yeah. soulless trips that you can do in your yeah. in, in, in your entire life. It's like driving around Milton Keynes. You know, it's just like there's it, no there's no words to get it, across. It's just, it's the just an,
3: a, a, We stopped at a hotel just close to it. It's just an. A, it's just a, a, <laughs> a trading estate, <laughs> isn't it? It its basically DSS just a massive matter. industrial estate,
4: isn't it? Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. it's it's yeah. Milton Keynes, but a little bit. Not Without as the bad. roundabouts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, not as many roundabouts. And yeah. no, like, take that echoing from the bowl in the middle. So, anyway, Fudge. <laughs> Go on. Pennies, <laughs> pennies cross for Rita's goal. I mean, come on. That is the, okay. the stuff it
1: was, of um, dreams, yes? For for me, it was reminiscent of, I don't know if you remember, if uh, older listeners will remember, the, uh, the goal in Euro 96 against Holland from England where uh, yeah. the the cross came in about three or four people could have absolutely laced it into the goal and uh, it- there's a couple of dummies and it was beautifully placed by reach but penny was outstanding all day I, I thought he was i thought he was quality i think he's got a got a huge future Is he one to watch definitely yeah uh, dave slash matt penny um is um, <laughs> is is one for me to keep an eye on i think he James, he, he looks assured to-
4: Sorry, just to ask James, um, just because Hello? he knows all the boring shit that we don't know. Does he have a long contract with us? Is he just on a first-year permanent Who, sort
5: of who's this, Matt Penny? pro
4: contract? Who's this, Matt Penny?
5: Matt Penny. Matt Penny, I believe, is is he out of contract this coming summer? Um, okay, he so he's first-year pro. So also and- happens... Happens to be represented by a certain agency oh. that we oh, may have done. some, oh, for doing. They're not called that anymore. They're called something different now. Uh, but he yeah. is, uh, he yeah. is represented by uh, a certain agency, which is not the end of the world because we've anyway. got other players that so I think Lucas is represented by them. He signed a new contract. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything, uh, anything bad, but, um, you know, we, we need to be kind of having a good look at, at, at that, don't we? <laughs>
4: okay. So, Fudge. Fudge, you yeah. were there again. You were there. I know okay. you've made notes, babe. I know you've made notes. So, Xiao's goal. Goal of Jiao's the day, or was it not?
1: Didn't see it.
6: Uh, oh, you weren't <laughs> having <laughs> a beer, were you? You, you were having, having a beer, beer you? weren't
1: you? Of course I was. he was. It was, <laughs> it was <sick>. 30, <laughs> it was 30
4: <laughs> seconds. 20 seconds second after half time. <laughs> so, and so so you we were, were having we were a piss and, or a beer. Um,
1: yeah, Sky Sports News was on. I was actually trying to check my, uh, my bet fall into shit. And um and all of a sudden the crowd erupted and I thought it was somebody cheering behind me because they had the highlights on from the twenty ten, twenty eleven season on. And I thought, Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Oh wait, no, we've actually scored. Oh, it's two 0 Lovely, lovely stuff. But uh I was frantically on Twitter, Twitter, it's seconds later trying to find a um trying to find a uh, a view of it. But you know, it ain't the same.
3: <laughs> my, ain't my, the same. my my mate my, my mate Goody, um we uh, two seasons ago we had a spell of going down to get a beer about 40-odd minutes, and he missed eight goals during the season. So the standing joke was, Woody, fuck off for a beer. We're losing 1-0. We Just go down Canada. there. Go down there. Yeah. We do that like eight goals he We're
4: like, Dad, you need a wee. Go and have a wee. Go and have a wee, Pops. Go on.
3: Because <laughs> every time
4: he does, we score. Honestly, and he hates it, but he's also secretly really proud that he has that superpower. (laughs) And I think, you know, when people people ask you and they say, what superpower would you have? And people say to fly or whatever. I just think if I could piss on Wednesday score, I would be laughing, (laughs) wouldn't (laughs) I? We We would be buzzing. So, anyway, Daniel Fudge, right? So, football. Yeah. After after obviously we conceded and it all went to shit and everyone squeaky bum cream for the rest of the game. We we won and mm. uh, Lucas Shaw went to top of the power rankings for the Sky Premier Championship, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. fantasy football yeah. thing. He's got eight thousand points already. Like yeah. and not only that, Bannon is fourth and Reach is fifteenth. What does that tell you?
1: Well, it, it tells you that we've had the best start in the last three years, which is uh, quite ironic given the moaning and the chuntering that's, uh, that's gone off. <laughs> but, uh, You know, anybody would think we were, we were bottom of the league and doing terribly. Uh, it doesn't help when Sheffield United and Leeds are looking quite tasty as well. But, um, but you know, th- this game wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, Matthias uh, has managed to, I was going to say, prove himself. I mean, he definitely, he did try and run around a lot and, um, and did run his run his blood to water, but as soon as they scored, we should have uh, we should have got Forestieri on a little bit early because you know Forestieri is the king of what I like to call shit housing uh, when we're trying to run the clock down, which is what we <laughs> attempted to do after after twelve minutes, you know, an away game. But the, uh, for for the last half of the uh, of the first half, we were um, we were doing, playing Stuart Gray football. We were trying to defend a one 0 lead. It was like playing for Sven Goran Eriksson. Do you know what I mean? So let me let me read you some of the notes that I've made, and I made these the other day. So I'm I'm seeing these for the first time in four days. Um, it wasn't nervy at the end. So you know, it wasn't to be fair. It wasn't that squeaky bum last ten minutes. They were really. Blo- oh, they were bloody awful. The way Twitter was kicking off. Oh, okay. We can't believe it. They, they nearly scored at the end. They didn't. They didn't. They were, they were shit. They they were, they were. a
5: poor team. Poor. Were the they? Um, they really were a poor team. I they
4: mean, they are, they are a did, poor team, aren't they? We, they we, are, yeah. James. I don't
5: know how
4: you watched it. Um, Completely but- legally
5: <laughs> um, via the means of the uh, of the internet. But I mean, it, it's it's weird how we've we've played three really poor teams. Um, yeah. But I think the Reading kind of just seemed uh, like they just got the least to kind of. You know, you're right. In terms of the end, it didn't really feel like we were coming under constant pressure. It felt like they're a nah. team that just seems to be you know, there's a, there's a whole kind of um, sort of heart of that team that's missing. You know, they don't they don't have a soul to their team. Like Millwall had that, you know, push at the end. Ipswich seemed to have some kind of dogged fight about them, but Reading just didn't they really seem to have anything.
1: No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Um, also, you're gonna like this one, Vic. I've got um, Hugh didn't miss every oh. header. Uh, no. Like, I, I, some of the vitriol on, uh, how, you know, when you see it live and then see the, the comments on Twitter, uh, you go, what the fucking hell were you watching, you absolute shit-lark? you know what I mean? Like, um, there was a few that saying, you almost got <laughs> the header. He didn't. Of course he, he did. He literally, yeah, he literally did. connected with every single one. I mean, bear in mind the way we'd set up was literally like, we may as well have got a big mallet and boshed his head on the edge of the eighteen and just stuck him in the in the ground and gone, there you are, hit that telegraph pole with the beard over there. And and to be fair, we hit him every time. Every time the ball went in the air, who's gonna shrug him off? Nobody. And and I and I'll give it him, albeit you know, he didn't get the opportunity to get the ball at his feet a few times, and some of them were what we call in the Sunday League business fifty P head, but he connected with every single one. Uh so yeah, I made a note of that, just just for you there, Vic. Um, he had a
4: shot saved as well, didn't he fudge that was quite quite easily going to be a goal um if it hadn't easily. been for their keeper
1: well yeah, you know as as are most saves but uh, but you know we'll, we'll not blow too much smoke up his ass just yet because uh, <laughs> i can can I can, no, I can hear some of his twitter thumbs was, kicking off already it yeah. literally <laughs> it was
4: apparently set to be a class goal, wasn't it, and it just so <laughs> happened that they, their keeper just had a really good day and we've we've seen that a million times. We've seen that, you know, in the last few <laughs> years as
7: well.
1: I think we are going a bit too far. I'm going to, I'm oh. going to super move on from that one. Um, I've also, bud? No, James, you'll, no, you'll find this quite interesting. No, I'm actually cutting
4: you off now. We're running out of time. We're four minutes over and you've just slagged me off,
1: so. Oh, right. Well, hang on then. Right. I'm going I'm, I'm oh. to pick three ideas. So I've got Reach and Pelopessi were essentially spectators, but when called upon, did what they needed to. I feel that Barry Bannon's distribution in the middle and the yardage he covers kind of makes Pella Pessie a bit surplus to requirements uh, in some areas. And I, and there's a t- few times where I don't really know what he's there to do, but I'm assuming we'll we'll circle back to that. Bannon was sublime. Uh, there was a lovely moment where the fans were arguing who was shitter across the terraces. So we were going, <laughs> uh, how shit must you be? We're winning away. And oh, I heard and then that. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, they sang back with, <laughs> you've only scored two. How shit must you be? You've only scored two. <laughs>
8: which is <laughs> which, <laughs> uh,
1: which which was quite nice. And um the last one was everybody singing baby shark, uh, naming the uh, the players so Lucas Shout Lucas Shout da, 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 da Now having listened to this, if you've got kids in the car now, good luck with the rest of your
3: day kids. <laughs> yeah, you've been here Thanks.
4: Thanks,
3: Fudge. <laughs> Sorry. Uh- <laughs>
4: Anyway, gang, of course, this week is the international break, so it's pretty much that's it for football analysis right now. So you could say it is time for a brew and a piece of cake and a fry-up in the Riverside Cafe on Catch Barley. Lane, now open on match days. Anyway, <laughs> this week, of course, saw us do a bit more business in the loan window. So we put pen to paper and secured not one, but two new loan signings this week. The embargo, my friends, is well and truly lifted. Um, for those of you, uh, th- sorry, the first of those is Tottenham Starlet and under-21 international Josh Onema. Obviously, last season he played a load of games for Villa and he seemed to impress. impressed. But James, what are your thoughts? And did we actually need another midfielder? That is the question
5: um well probably because uh, half half of our midfielders are constantly injured um and we just feel That's a true. little bit light don't we um you've got obviously Bannon you've got Reach that can kind of play that more central role um and then you've got kind of Hutchinson and uh pessy really fighting it out over one um Place so um, you know I, 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 exactly what role this guy is going to play. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. He is very hotly thought of. Uh, he was alone at loan uh, at no. He was on loan even at Aston Villa last season uh, and played a fair amount of games. Played what over half the games through the uh, through the games, season. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got kind of three or four goals as well, and I think was was very well thought of by um, Villa fans. And obviously, they made it all the way to the playoff final and lost. <laughs> Um, so um, you know, if 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 he can get in a Villa team that very nearly gets to the Premier League, then you you think that he'd be coming here, you know, expecting to be in with a good shout of a of a starting place. So, um, it's going to be really interesting to see what what role he plays. I suspect he'll probably be uh, one of those players that starts from the bench in the um, in the first game after the international break, which I can't remember who it's Stoke isn't it? I think, I think he's been, the he been called
3: the, up. The has he been called up by England for? Uh, I think. Um... As 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 possibly. Um, so it he's has, represented yeah. at under-16, under-17,
5: under-18, under-19, under-20, and under-21 level. He is now 21, so I'm guessing we're talking about him being called up at under-21. Yeah. So yeah. he's got kind of the full club of, you know, pretty much every age going there. Um, so, um, yeah, I think he'll be quite disappointed if he doesn't get called up for the under 22s, it it kind of break his uh, break his pattern. Um so um yeah you know we'll we'll have to see. I I am alright I think he's been given the number 7 shirt as well which is you know it's, Yeah. I, I don't I know it doesn't That's really exciting. mean very much in this day and age but you kind of think well that maybe suggests that he's not going to be a bit part player if he's getting a but, a, a kind of a yeah, but for shirt. M-
4: for most of us that means he's going to be in the first does doesn't it? Let, let's be honest. That is what we see when you see a squad number when you see someone get you know, you always get your forty odds or your thirty ones or whatever, but the the one to eight normally you expect to be in your first eleven. So I think that's quite exciting. I do, I do think he's an exciting player. And of course, Mister Onomar wasn't the only loaning sign signing this month. Uh, this last week, we also saw the arrival of Chelsea's Michael Hector. Uh, Dicky, is he exactly what we need right now?
3: Do you, do you know what, I, I thought I, I think I said um, a couple of weeks ago, I've been I keep saying Mike Mick Lyons, I think he even mentioned it last night while we were out last night. It, it, it's just just you going did. back to my to my youth that my dad told me about. Um and um I, I said two weeks ago <laughs> we did that that, that bastard.
4: <laughs> of course, yes, you don't remember Mick Lyons.
3: No, no, not at all. No, my dad, my dad, keep you, my your dad told you, Your dad told all you. stuff. I know honestly.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same
3: yeah, as yeah, Andy
4: Pearce yeah. and that lot. Everyone. Yeah, it was all of your dad. Go on then.
3: No, you tell me all about him. Um, anyway, um, so, so I, uh, I, I, I was kind of thinking we needed somebody, and then, then Thornley's come in, They've changed the formation a bit. Um, Penny's come in, and it's the defense has looked, for me. Looks a, a bit better. Um. But I don't think it'll do us any harm bringing in, bringing in, uh, bringing him in, in, in Hector, but from Chelsea, but he's obviously has it fr- from looking at his stats. He's, he's had a hell of a lot of loan moves. Um, more recently on Hull, he played you know full season for Hull last year, 36 games and one goal. Um, so it, I, I kind of never, I don't re- re- recollect seeing him play, I'll be honest, but, um, we'll, we'll see, I guess. Uh, but Thornley, yeah. he's, he's got a dislodge, he's got to dislodge Thornley right now. Hasn't oh. he?
5: I would
4: dislodge like, them. anyway, mm. but I think one of the things that we have to look at with both of these signings is that we've signed them from really good Premier League clubs, and yeah. Premier yeah. League clubs don't sign, you know, you Jamie Vardy off Middlewood Road, do they? They sign. I know, I know that's the, probably a pretty bad example. Only, Luke Bowden. They don't sign Luke Bowden, right? They sign. The only strange a thing about player. Hector yeah. for me
3: is he's twenty-six. He's not like a he's not a youngster as such, is he? He's, that
4: doesn't matter he's kind does of it? The because they can afford to that's, pay that's him and him just years, loan yeah. him out. Yeah, that is. I think sometimes I guess it
3: is, is got- but it, I think the, I think the point I'm trying to make is he's on loan at 26, and 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 he's had lots of he's had, he's, he's been loaned out to Reading, Eintracht, Frankfurt, Hull in the last three years since he signed for Chelsea. He's not made an appearance for Chelsea.
4: But clubs like Chelsea can afford to keep players like that. We're, oh, yeah, yeah. we're not that, fortunate yeah. to be in that place. And I think sometimes yeah. we have to look at people like that. And, you know, you look back to your Antonios when he was at, was it Man City we got Antonio from? Am I going mental? Um, Reading. They, were, Reading. they were quite ready. Oh, who was Man City? Um, Helan. Lee Lee Peacock. When we signed Lee P-cock, Tony Cunningham. I swear to God. Yeah. But, you know, you look at players like that and you think, actually, all right, they're probably not going to make it into the first team of the Premier League squad that they're in. However, they can go out and play some really good loan games and the, the team just keeps them as kind of an investment. It's just an ISA, in it, for them? It's just an just ticking along, earning a bit of money, keeping them the flow. And that's, you know, we're, we're probably never going to be that club, are we? We're never going to be that club that has... 50 youngsters on 30 grand a week that we can just spaff out all over the league. However, we could be the club that just goes, yes, please, and takes on some really, really good footballers. And I think it's quite exciting, really, because, yeah, they'll be on pretty good money, let's be honest, um, probably more than what we earn in a year per month. However, they are young lads and they're willing to learn, and sometimes you end up with that gem that comes through and you end up keeping them and turn them into something. And you look back to your, o I don't know, uh, what's his face? Him that we always go on about, Ben Marshall's. We always go on about Ben Marshall and everyone else. That's, that's what we need to sort of find. We need to find that sort of player yet again. And so I'm, I'm happy with that. But the one thing to look at with these two new signings, who needs to make way? I'll throw it out to the floor. Who needs to make way for these two?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think, um, Anoma and Hector can both play centre midfield, and I and I probably you know that might not be their preferred position, but I uh, I can see that happening. I can see uh, I can see someone like Pelopesi getting the uh, getting the old Spanish archer, and um and have, and obviously having a decent backup as well. Uh, you know nobody likes playing the kids, and they don't want to throw them in too early, and they want to keep the pressure on them, and and, and you know and all the rest of it that comes with it. So I do think that Penny. And Thornley will probably have a minute, and they'll uh, they'll probably sit out a couple. But uh, given the performances that he's been putting in, I certainly don't think it'll be Liam Palmer either.
4: Anyway, this week as well saw our beloved old girl turn one hundred and fifty-one years old. What a babe! It really doesn't feel like a year ago since Cake Ball, does it? Budge. Um, <laughs> Things <laughs> yeah. have been a little bit better this year, haven't we? We've seen the stripes come back. We've seen some new signings. How are you feeling about our one five one compared to our one five zero?
1: Well, there's clearly been some, uh, te- you know, some uh, technical nouse in terms of marketing behind the scenes, um, and that literally falls down with Katri and May, who I, I assume we're probably going to talk about later because I know you guys ran into her uh, yesterday Oof. evening. But there's, I love
4: you know, her. I love her.
1: Uh,
5: yeah. Okay. Just just Mair. to clarify, that is, we you know we we so- we didn't actually like get a car and run her over just to. <laughs> yeah, that absolutely.
4: no, no we're well, BFFs, BFFs.
1: Though, no. anyway, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely, just it. yeah. a
4: show, so, bit. Ignore them, perverts
1: But you know, <laughs> it absolutely sounds. I, I don't. I don't want to sound negative, but the, the pressure's not been on the 151st year. The pressure is on the 150th, and we got it spectacularly wrong with overpriced dinners, crap cake balls, and uh, you know. Kids running around in car parks with inflatable borders around them trying to but play you, football. You, before you the said game. that about
3: the dinner fudge. <laughs> I was I had absolutely belting night on the dinner. It was a brilliant I, I, night.
1: I assume you did, but you know, some of some of our shit kicker fans had to be more grouse for it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs>
3: well, you know,
1: given the way they were talking on Twitter, but um, but yeah, things seem to have settled. Uh, and and I tell you what, it's actually James that uh, that gave me the, uh, the perspective on it. Would we have given too much of a, a, a thought about it if um? If the results on the pitch were going the correct way, would we have complained about Kate Ball? Would we have complained about Katria Mayer when she started? Would you, we, we wouldn't have bothered had we have had, had a good season. So, um, so because the the football's kind, the football's not there, but the results are there. Um, I think we're kind of we're we're having a better time. That and also we share a birthday with Beyonce, so uh, that piqued my missus's interest. So that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know who else
4: we share a birthday with? Everyone. Who's that? We share a birthday with the top of the Power League on Sky, Sir Lucas of Zhao. He turned <laughs> 25 this week. James, what? can you believe he's literally only 25? I know he has a son, but he's only 25. And how excited does that make you for the future of Lucas Zhao? Because, obviously, we've got him on a long-term deal now. 25, he's, he's suddenly come into his own in the last year or so. What else do we have to see from him?
5: Um, I I view it slightly differently in the respect that I still think of him as being like, I think in my head that when he joined us, he was like 19. So he's probably only like 22, 23 now. So he's actually a bit more um, kind of grown up than I I maybe appreciated. 25 is... um, Same, to be fair, when I was writing
4: the running order for this, I couldn't believe that he was 25. I thought like (laughs) 25.
5: yeah i th- i thought he was younger than that but i mean that's a good thing in terms of the fact that it means that you know we 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 i i've i've kind of said to a few people that maybe lucas schauer is kind of in the driving seat to be our first choice striker this season um and then you kind of think well is he a bit young should we be giving him that sort of responsibility but he's 25 years old you know that's that's for a football that's kind of peak age you know you should be 25 is when you know physically you're kind of at the top of your game um and um this particularly applies with someone like Lucas Zhao you know your brain is 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 kind of developing as a as a footballer in the way that that you want it to and we've all said with with Zhao that if his brain and his feet could kind of get in sync, then you know he would be a seriously dangerous footballer, and that is happening at the moment you know they are and and those times where he'd look to do something really clever and then kind of trip over himself or fall over the ball or something kind of two three years ago. That doesn't happen now. He he does something and he comes away with the ball. He can, he can, he can beat a man. Um, and he can score goals. And we've seen him do that. Um, and he seems quite grounded. He seems, um, to be enjoying his, his football. He seems to be, you know, a real team player. He's not afraid to get back. Um, and, and, and do the kind of the dirty work that you need a striker to do sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of the future, I think we're in a really exciting place with, um, Lucas Xiao. And you know, I hope that he's been. I, I think he's he's one of those players that just needs a little bit of careful management and maybe an arm round his shoulder at times, and you know, maybe a bit of telling off at other times. And I think that that Yoss seems like the kind of manager that's going to keep him in good check. So um, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what the rest of the season holds for him. Uh And I know we've talked about it. The fact we've got him signed up to a new contract is just brilliant because I think that we've still got the best to see from this guy.
4: The 5th of September saw the 80th birthday of the saviour of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, part one, Milan Manderich. The man who truly saved us, who took us from the brink of despair, let's be honest, and we've all seen now, like stuff has come out since and we see we were in a pit of shit, weren't we? It was all going to go wrong. Milan came in and saved us as a football club, and he found us Mr. Chancery, he found us that bloke from Azerbaijan that never happened. But, Dickie, do you have a birthday message for Mr. Mandarich?
3: Apart from I think it's pronounced Hashbana Milan. Um, uh, oh, sure, thank you, Milan. Um, I, I think you, you said that the, uh, the, the saviour part one. Uh, you you, talk, you and uh, the, the, uh, Mr. Lord Hillsborough, Talked about the savior last season. They, they they come nowhere. This guy comes nowhere near to my man, Mandarich at It's the streets apart. Um, this man's a bloody hero. Well, I'm not being serious, Mandarich. am I? Bloody he, hell. He, he, he gave, he gave us a club that, that, that we would, we were going to lose. He gave it back to us. Um, and he's an absolute bloody hero in my, in my book. Um, and he, and he passes on when it, when he you know, when it, he, he, he'd kind of, he'd done as, taken as far as he could as it financially. So I've got, you know, absolute credit to the man. And, um, just, you know, in some small way, I remember when, um, when, when Wednesday, night we had our, uh, seven percent shares, uh, a week, we get shares back finally, um, after everybody'd been calling for it. Uh, and, and Milan actually came in and, and thanked the Wednesday, I kind of board. And that was quite, for me, that was a little bit of a moment for me. It's like, you know, I was on shift when, you know, we we it's been a slight little bit of difference, so we could take on the club and and make sure that all of us could could come and watch Wednesday every week.
4: What a guy! I mean, do did do 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 Rich do 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 did Rich do did. He do 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 did do did. He do 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 did do he did do 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 did do 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 if anyone can make a profit from football, they must be a genius. So he deserves any penny, literally any penny over the pound that he made from investing in Sheffield Wednesday. He deserves every single one in my book. But speaking of birthdays, I once had a really, really nice slice of cake from the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane. I'm just saying. Um So... One of the way that we celebrated our One True Love's birthday this week was with the premiere of All Wednesday, uh, a film created by my amazing, wonderful colleague, Matt Exton. Um, it really, there's so much to talk about. Um, Dickie and James, we went last night and also with our secret mm-hmm. Richard, who sits behind the scenes, um, who is probably, let's be honest, the best looking of all of us. He should be in front of the scenes. Um, it really was something special, wasn't it? Uh we started the evening with a beautiful meal in the showroom in Sheffield, which i I definitely recommend um we were joined by some amazing guests, weren't we Dickie? Absolutely, and, um, yeah, I believe that me and you are a little bit in love.
3: we are in love yeah i i, I ask ask my uh, my other half at a minute. I've just been banging about Catherine Mi all day long i absolutely besotted by the woman she's not only she's gorgeous fudge you would. You, you, yeah. Could she
4: die?
3: She is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be, you'd lo- you'd be so lost nice. for words, mate. She's
4: so nice. She's lovely. She's, she's so really, really nice. Oh, I just love her. She's got like I a feel sexy like
3: French accent. You put, put this in context. She, she has. She really has. Yeah. Oh.
5: Because we're kind of talking about it as yeah. if we just kind of like, you know, admired her from afar, right? She, she came in with some other people, some other officials from the yeah. club, all the at at the showroom at the same time. Uh, and because of we were sat quite close to the bar, so they kind of walked past us. Now, obviously, Trevor, who's the comms director, um, you know, we, we, we know him, he knows us. So we were kind of saying hello. Obviously, Vic, you've worked with him for, for a few years. Um, second, well, I think and, we're taking a piece out of him a little bit of, more of than anything. The, the group, Catherine Mere was, was there and we kind of got chatting with her a little bit. And she says, Oh, has anyone sat here? And she sat down at our table, um, and, and just chatted to us for Thanks like half an hour. Um, I uh, th- loved through, I know, Absolutely. There was no reason she didn't have to do that. She just well, genuinely well, sat there and, and just kind of, you know, chatted away until the food arrived and, um, and then, and then you know, kind of went off and, and did her other stuff. And it was, um I, I mean, afterwards, I kind of turned to you, and just went, did that just happen? Did the CEO of our club just, you know? just, just literally just sit here for half I an think hour? Just, I, I, the, the best us? thing
4: for me out of all, all of that was the fact that we'd read so much about it, And, like, we'd all given her the benefit of the doubt, to be fair, as far as I remember, when we first discussed her on the pod when she came in. And I remember saying that it could just be lost in translation. Like she said, you know, fans are customers and whatever else. And... And I agree with her, I 100% agree with her. Yeah. We are a customer. We paid to yeah. be there last night. We paid to be there every Saturday. That's what we do. We are a customer. We should have as much respect for the club as they have for us and vice versa. Um, but last night, it really felt like it had been lost in translation because she was asking us questions that a random fan who had just picked us up from, like, I don't know, Norway or whatever, you know, we, we find these fans sometimes, we've got the Brazil fans, we've got Norway fans, we've got South African fans, whatever. And they ask us questions like, how did you fall in love with Sheffield Wednesday? What was your first game? How did you feel about the um era when you were called cretins and whatever else? But she asked those with genuine interest. I think she genuinely cares. And I think that is a different woman to what has been portrayed in the media. And she came across, she's a beautiful Beautiful lady, yeah. but also very powerful, I- but very calm with it. I don't think she comes across very much like a Karen Brady character. She comes across as a businesswoman who's got her head screwed on. She'll be as nice as pie to you if you need to be. And if she needs to be to you, but I don't get me wrong, I would never ever cross her because I think you, you know, your head would be on a spike on the South Sand Bridge. Let's be honest, but she, she just came across like she genuinely cared.
3: All joking apart, I, I just thought she was. It was. It was. It was really nice. She came and sat with us, which like, for a start, and obviously we would taken a Mick out of Trev a little bit, and I think that probably broke the ice with her. That, you know, she knew we knew Trev, um, but she was just genuinely a nice person, and she was really interested, obviously in in James's FFP kind of uh, podcast and things. And I think she she ended the night by saying she's probably going to give the, the the podcast a listen. I think to James. she James, "You want that that to you, I think.
5: Well, she said that. I mean, I, I, I'm not taking that particularly. Um, yeah, I get, I get that. Um, I get that. A, a yeah. nice thing for it to, uh, a nice thing for her to. But she, to, it
3: was a nice thing for her to. She didn't uh, have to say it. But she was incredibly you know I mean? engaged and, and just yeah. Um,
5: yeah. came across very genuine. And I imagine through her experience at Charlton, she's probably you know a little bit damaged by uh, football fans and and, and and in her situation with some of the things that have been said about her. I'd have thought that she'd be, you know, going out of her way to not spend time with fans and, and probably quite scared to do that. So, um, I, I was genuinely blown away. And this is not us trying to kind of, you know, show off and say, well, we spent half an hour with the CEO. It just, we were just genuinely sat there having our tea, literally. Uh, and she just came and sat mm. with us and, and that, you know, we could have been any group of, of fans. It was nothing to do with the fact that we were anything to do with this podcast. It was just where we were sat. Um, and it was just, you know, brilliant and remarkable. And, um, you know, I think that I, I picked out, we did the end of season um, podcast at, at the end of last season and I picked out the appointment of a chief exec be my highlight of the season because on the pitch was rubbish. And at least that was a sign that we're going in the right direction off it. And the more I kind of hear about Catrien, and certainly, obviously, that, that first-hand experience, which most fans I accept will never have, but, but having that first-hand experience of it just made me think, actually, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm quite, I, I feel positive about the direction the club's going in. And that was never on the cards last night. You know, it wasn't. It was just about going to see a film. So, you know, the fact that, that you know, we kind of all came away beaming from spending time with the, the chief exec was, you know, amazing. Think- and and thank you to her
4: I think one yeah. thing as well that the three of us and obviously Secret Rich, who doesn't come on the podcast, one thing that we all got out of it as well from talking to Mark, Trevor, Katrienne, was that we don't need to be censored about the whole thing. They were very much, they, they appreciate what happens on this podcast. They get it. They were very complimentary about different podcasts. They, there's no chance of us getting an email saying, whatever you do, do not talk about Jordan Rhodes or do not talk about. They were very, very open to it. And I think that shows that as a club we have moved ahead so much in the last ten years. Like, really, really have. Oh, well, not even ten years, fifteen years, say. In that they were they were fine. Like they they all listened. There was no sort of I can't believe you said X, Y, or Z. Um even Tom Lees was quite friendly to us, and I, I was a bit embarrassed about that. Um we obviously bought Lee Bullen a pint and Lee, you now owe us an interview. And I know you listened. She said she did. Um, but it was really nice. It didn't feel awkward. It didn't feel like we were the outsiders. It really felt like we we weren't the enemy of the club. And I think that's a really great place to be.
5: Should we talk about the really important stuff now, though? Because there was a mm, bloody yeah. cracking film that, that this whole thing Absolutely. led up to. So all all right, we, right. we were buzzing. We were buzzing, weren't we? Before we even got inside the, I still am, the cinema I still am from, from from what it happened. Right. But bloody hell, that that film. I, I didn't really. I didn't know what to expect. Right. I've I've kind of seen football documentaries and stuff before, and some of them are good, and some of them are are a bit can be a bit dull. And I I I, did, I really didn't know what to expect. But I know, obviously, Vic, because you work with Matt and you kind of said that he's really good at, at what he does. I do. And I thought, okay, mm-hmm. this, this would be all right. I was not prepared for just how amazing that is. And, you know, there were 280 seats in that, in that cinema. There were 280 people that saw that version of that film, which will now never be seen anywhere again because of, of, of various kind of copyright things, because it was a private screening. The, the, the version that will be public released will, will not be the same as that. And, um, that obviously what I've just said is incredibly annoying to anyone that's, uh, listening to this that wasn't there. And I apologize for that. But, you know, for me as a Sheffield Wednesday fan to have seen that, I feel incredibly, um, uh, proud, quite humbled to have been part of that experience because it was phenomenal and I cannot get across just how good that film was.
3: I, 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 I think, um, I said, said to, to Trevor last night, I was, I felt incredibly lucky to be at the, the one, the 150th dinner that started it all, which I thought was a fantastic night, regardless of whatever, you know, people think about ticket prices, et cetera. But I, it was a brilliant night. And I think they ended it with an equally as good night. For me, it, it absolutely blew me out of the water. And if you go and look on YouTube and search under Matt Exton, there are the two trailers out there that give you a little bit of what it was about. And I'd I kind of, I, I was, I, I, I speak for probably everybody in the room. I don't think it was a dry eye in the ha- house towards the end. It was absolutely the most emotional film I've seen. And I think the old Wednesday, I'm, I'm talking about it now. I'm getting a stand up on the back of my neck. Um, it, it, it talks about the Wednesday way quite a bit. And we all want the Wednesday way is we always do it the hard way, you know, 90th minute and we're three one up and, and draw three all, you know, at Derby and that kind of stuff. And, and I think that that's what really came out of it for me. Um, but having looked back at the two, the two trailers today, I kind of, I got to both sides of it. So I think where, where, where it started off, um, was a drone over Hillsborough, uh, and, uh, I silver lining and the whole 280 people are in the, in the, you know, the cinema were clapping and, and singing to it, which was absolutely brilliant. Uh, I thought it was immense. But at the other end of it, it was really quite a, quite a somber moment with, with some of the, the fans that they spoke to.
4: It was, it was truly made to the highest of standards, wasn't it? I think that we, we could all say that. I'm not just saying also, that because Matt yeah. is a colleague and I love him to pieces. He's brilliant. He is a really, really talented filmmaker and director. Um, and I think, yeah, like you said, we, there were interviews with, with, right. I hate kids. We all know this. I'm not a fan of kids. I like yours, Rich. I tolerate them. They're fine. They're nice little children. <laughs> I, I tolerate Eddie. I think you're a
3: tosser. <laughs> I'm, I'm a godmother
4: and all that shit. Uh, but I'm, I'm not a massive fan of children. But do you know what? The one kid that gets me every time is the kid that came up the steps on the south stand yeah, yeah. and his dad lifted his hands yeah. over his eyes. Yeah. And every time yeah. I watch that, I sob because I just think one day that'll be mine and James's little boy. Like that'll be, that'll be our, <laughs> that'll be our moment.
3: Jesus. But, <laughs> but
4: that'll be it. Like not, that'll not be,
3: sure. <laughs> <laughs> through surrogacy bib.
4: Like, but that'll be <laughs> it. And, and that moment, I think for a lot of people in their 20s, 30s, 40s who don't have children or do even, that is the moment that you watch it and you go, Oh my God, yes. Like that is, that is exactly what I want. That is, that is exactly what I got. <laughs> And that made me sob. And then we started talking about fans that we'd lost over the last few years and Mm. fans that there was the story about the two guys that sadly passed away on the way back from Coventry. And I remember that because I was at Coventry and I remember, like, getting stuck in the traffic and everything else. And as soon as I saw the guy on the screen, I was sobbing because I thought, shit, I was there that day. I was on the train.
3: I that, that could I, have been I, I, wasn't, me. I wasn't, I wasn't there that day, but um, obviously it probably losing some of your own. It kind of is it, it, hard. And I it think it, just... got, it got I, I, everybody in the room at that point. I'm damn sure, and all, all the ones I spoke to were in bits at that point. Uh, everybody, you know, man, woman, chat, I think so,
4: everybody yeah. in there. You know, we were talking about people. There was obviously Nigel Goodison the other year who passed away at the Derby game. There were a few others yeah. that were mentioned, and I've, I've. Sort of followed like Nigel's family and his son who's fit. Um, <laughs> but I know I followed, I followed all of that and I have, I've paid attention to stuff. And that to me has made an impact on my life just because I think that could have been my dad. That could have been James. That could have been Dickie. That could have been Ed. Do you know what I mean? It could have been any of us that day and it wasn't. And so watching an interview with a family member just really, really got to me. Um but I think Matt did it so tastily and so elegantly and it was just it was just wonderful. Um so yeah, It was just, just a
5: cauldron of emotion, wasn't it? It it really it was, was a roller coaster of emotion. And and, yeah. and what I quite like about it, and we all commented actually when we came out and we sort of said, We didn't do the Cardiff playoff final that wasn't yeah. featured in it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of think, you know, some of the stuff that, that was featured in it were, were quite kind of, you know, small Not, not, not kind of not games that Mm your class has been particularly significant, but it was just about, it was about people's memories and it was people just telling stories. Um, and Matt's done something, you know, really, really special with, um, with the stories that people have told him and, and, and the way that, you know, kind of the way he's used a bit of music along with it. And, you know, it was just, it, it was a real experience and it was an hour and 15 minutes and I would quite happily. We still sat there now, twenty four hours later, still watching it. If if you could have dragged it out twenty four hours, I'd have watched twenty four hours of it because it was it was just it was just brilliant. But I mean, we've obviously talked about it quite a bit. We should probably hear from the man himself because after the screening. We were fortunate enough to be able to grab a bit of time with, uh, Matt, uh, who is the guy that, that, that kind of put this, this film together. And also, Worth has given a mention here as well to, uh, to Sean, who's kind of helped him along the way as well. Uh, so Matt and Sean, who are the, the, the guys who've created this film, we had a chat with them and then we went off in search of someone else to have a chat with. Um, with mixed results, all right? Have a listen. Uh, this is kind of, um, yeah, the the, the story <laughs> of the night. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you a little bit about the film in a minute, but right now, what's going through your mind? How are you feeling right at this moment?
8: Uh, I haven't even really had time to register it, to be honest, because it's been s- such a kind of whirlwind past few weeks. Um, I don't really know what I expected. Like, uh, initially, I suppose I was kind of, I was thinking when they were first announced they were doing a screening that they'd be kind of like, OK, that could be interesting. Uh, but, I, you know, there's been a bit of a history with the 150th year sort of thing that there's been a few things go a bit pear-shaped. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of a bit apprehensive. But, um, no, I think, like, I was, I was kind of a bit amazed, a bit sort of taken about, overwhelmed, I suppose, about the fact that people had, it had sold out and that people were buzzing to come on the amount of stuff I've never had that much kind of engagement on Twitter ever like (laughs) it's been sort of I don't use Twitter that much but um since just putting a couple of little things out and the club obviously tweeting about it a lot um yeah it's just it's just been mental really so I like I say I haven't had time to process it yet but I think the end the thing at the end with, uh, with the photo with Tom Lees and kind of everybody in the background I'm quite looking forward to seeing that that was quite a nice little sort of feeling I suppose yeah.
5: <laughs> now we know because obviously Vic, Vic's here as well we know that you've, you've been off the, the day job for the last couple of weeks putting the finishing touches to it it was literally yesterday when you, you got everything finished watching it tonight how did that feel did it, did it feel real as it kind of sunk in that that, it, that that was it that that was your
8: film um, I think I think the thing is I had a lot of problems with it On like, that's why it took so long until 4am 4 4 on Sunday night Monday morning uh it was kind of finished and uh yeah there was it's just typical every time I work on something I export it it's fine there's never any problems and then as soon as I'm doing something that's got this kind of deadline it's like yeah here's a problem here's a problem and it's like for god's sake and the thing is I I I didn't want to export that because it's an hour and 15 minutes I didn't want to export it all in one go because if at any point it it breaks. I've lost that time, um, so I kind of exported it out in the four sections, and each section with it being about twenty minutes long. I think it took like uh, forty, fifty minutes to just export that one bit. So you, you've lost an hour. So you've got to, you've got to try and get it right. And then basically it came out, and I think um, I think the first one I did, it, it, I'd, I was watching it, it was fine, and then towards the end, all these glitches started coming up, and then there were problems with the audio, sort of like audio levels and syncing weren't quite right so then it took me basically another two two or three hours to fix it all which is why it was such a ball leak, but But like, now it's like, at the end... I'm sorry, I mean, I've completely forgot what your question was. <laughs> I've just gone off on a tangent about <laughs> nerdy we'll, kind we'll of rendering, off n- rendering not, issues. I, <laughs> so I don't that. know what the hell I'm
4: but
7: talking at, about. At
4: what point in the last year or so, then, did you sit down and think... Because obviously I know, I work with you, this is your day job as well. You make films, you make amazing films. At what point did you think, I'm going to take... I'm going to do a proper labour of love here. I'm going to throw the two together, my two passions in life. At what point did you sit down and think that was a good idea and how did you get your wife to agree to that?
8: (laughs) Well, basically, I was doing, I think the year before I started on it, I was doing loads of freelance jobs for the university. So I do stuff at the uni and then I do stuff outside as well. Um, and I was coming home, and I was working until sort of midnight on freelance jobs, and it was getting to the point where, and they were all like really, kind of, no offense to them, but really kind of boring jobs. And I was doing it every night, and Rachel like, I can't be doing with this every night. You're just up there working, and I got to the point where I like, I'm not enjoying kind of what I'm doing anymore. I'm not enjoying making films or doing animations. It's just lost interest. So I decided to make the decision to stop doing freelance work and put something into something what I actually care about. And, and, yeah, at first it was, like I say, it was going to be about um, the playoff final and kind of the aftermath of that, and then I thought, well, the bubbles burst a little bit on that front, so it would then turn into more of like, well, maybe it could be stretched out to, you know, the wider audience and the wider history, I suppose.
5: There's a bit, um, as you were kind of talking on stage before the, the film started, there were a couple of points that, that you got quite emotional um, uh, what, what's it kind of been like working on this? Because I imagine you know, there's a lot of ups and downs in the film in terms of actually putting that together. It must have been a bit of an emotional rollercoaster.
8: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Um, I've I've been doing. I finished uni in two thousand and six, so I've been editing and doing stuff for twelve years professionally. And then, I've done some quite hard cutting, edgy kind of videos with people, interviews with people that have been through kind of tragic circumstances. And it's never really affected me because I've just thought, well, that's kind of my job. And I try to make, I try and move people with the kind of story of it. But I've never really got, I've never felt connected to it in the term of like. You know, I can relate to this person, sort of thing. And I think the f- uh, there was a moment when I was editing it, and I was doing the kind of scene with the towards the end with Sean and um, Sean Rhodes and Stephen Fairbank and and obviously Nigel Goodinson. And and when I, I was kind of cutting it, and I was again, I was fine cutting it. And then I sort of like after every sort of few minutes, I'll just play it and watch it back. And and it's amazing what a piece of music does because. I'd cut it all as, in terms of the sequence, and I was like, right, okay, that's starting to work. And then I put this music on that I found, and and all, and then I watched it back, and I just kind of burst out crying because it was like all of a sudden, it was like Jesus. When you sort of think, because I remember, I remember the the, the incident in the car with, coming back from Coventry. I remember that very vividly. Like, at the time, I thought, oh, bloody hell, that's awful, and it's always kind of stuck with me. That, and then obviously, like the Fulham game, I was happened to be kind of filming that game just to get crowd shots and then it kind of came about that there was this tribute for the fan you know Nigel who kind of passed away and and then everybody did the, the applause and I caught that on film I thought this would be great to give to to Ryan um, his lad and, and that's how I got in touch with him I sent it him I started a conversation I said, well, do you know, would you mind maybe possibly giving a tribute to your dad on camera and I thought well maybe there's more to this maybe there's more to like to football and being a fan rather than just kind of Cheering and and being pissed off when you lose. It's kind of more about you know it's that family connection and and yeah the, the the grief involved in kind of such rare circumstances to lose somebody at a match is just I can't imagine what both those guys and the families went through. To be honest, so yeah, it really hit me that. To be honest.
5: We said obviously there's a lot of, of ups and downs in the in the in the film and a heck of a lot of stuff that you you didn't get a chance to include. In it you know, a lot of stuff that, that's happened over the years. Uh, what's the kind of the moment that really stands out to you when you watch the film back? What what do you pick out as being your kind of highlight from it?
8: Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think probably that moment with with the, the tribute to the two with the fans. I think that was for me personally. I felt that that had that was important to be included. And although it's not a very nice. Thing to kind of go through. I think it was the point that I thought this is this. Of everything that is going in, this has to go in and it has to be, it has to be given time because a lot of things were kind of chopped quite short you know, they, it was kind of more like, rather than a film it was like a load of bunch of little films like within one kind of all round package where it's like a little segment about this happening, this happening, this happening and, and that I think deserved time to actually be told and, and not just cut off and, and quickly done and got rid of, I think that really t- needed that kind of um, bit of time to, to, so people knew what it was about so yeah I'd say that was probably the highlight in, in, a, in, a bit, in a kind of weird way that was the highlight to go in there I think
5: We've got Sean with us who worked on the film as well um, as you watch that back what's your kind of your highlight from, from that?
7: Um, it's just the, the different emotions that the fans talk about I, f- I, think, I think the end um, the aren't we section where all the fans talk about what it means to be a fan I think that's, that's something that we can all relate to you can look at Uh, different matches and and different people's stories which are which are good but but really hearing what everyone says about what it means to be a fan that's that's something that i think everyone can relate to when they watch the film
5: and what's it been like working on the project because it's uh, something quite you know monumental i I, I don't really know what i expected coming to watch the film tonight and 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 afterwards i just turned to vic and i was just like that was just phenomenal that was mind-blowing uh what's it been like kind of working on it behind the
7: scenes um, it's it's been it's been great. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Like Matt, uh, I just enjoy working on projects that I'm into myself and that I'm passionate about. I actually heard about it originally on the, on the podcast.
5: Yeah.
7: So when I, when I heard about it, I didn't I didn't think that I had a story. But I'm a filmmaker myself, and I just thought this is something that sounds really interesting. And uh, I wrote to Matt and said, "Is this? Do you need a hand?" So uh, we just yeah. went for a drink and chatted about it and. And then I ended up getting involved and, and went to a couple of games and, and got lots of other shots and we did some of the interviews together and he needed two people. So, yeah, it's been a great experience and just, just, just great to, to, I don't know, when we get together you just don't end up chatting about, <laughs> we want to talk about the film but we just end up talking about the latest Wednesday politics or whatever's going on as well. So it's been great. Vic, what was your highlight for it?
4: well everyone's saying the tributes aren't they I think the tributes but for me it's got to be our little Max oh he's so cute he did so well so for those of you that haven't seen the film tonight um, Max Reynolds is one of the guys from the cop end and he is just adorable we love him he's he's obviously over 18 now because we see him in the Riverside Cafe um <laughs> and he did very well in his A-level results recently, so well done, Max. But no, he came across so well, and I just think there were just so many people in there that you just, even if you didn't know the names, you kind of knew the faces, and I think that was the nice thing about it. You know, like, there were the two lads in the Wednesday tap, and I definitely knew the one on the left, but I couldn't tell you where from or how, or, you know, definitely not dated him. So, I don't know who he was, um, but I did get his name, so...
3: Um, Dickie's here as well. What, what was your highlight from it? I, I think it was the tributes at the end. It was kind of, I think that was a real bit that got everybody emotion of it. It kind of stirred the hairs on the back of my neck. Were up the whole bloody film. They just absolutely. Even now talking about it, just going back to, to bits in time of. Um, you know Rumble Cup and whatever that, the, the dink on the post y- yeah. you repeated which was kind of and, and more and more I heard it more I and more I kind of yeah
6: yeah
3: <laughs> I, I'll admit it I, I had some, a couple of tears just to, just appearing I'm like I'm going to be a man I'm not going to cry I'm not going to cry but I did <laughs> I did so you know it was it, the, the emotion was absolutely spot on absolutely nailed what the Wednesday way which came out of it really strongly for me
5: i agree with what everyone said uh, my personal highlight was absolutely the appearance of the stunned Brummy at birmingham <laughs> Away, <laughs> yeah, was... which was absolute comedy genius so no, congratulations I to to
8: kind of work that in to be honest because there was somebody who actually talked about that moment and it, i thought oh, that's, that's brilliant i've got to put that in but i, I kind of couldn't find a place to sneak it in um it, just the way you kind of worded it didn't quite fit in with the flow of it but I thought well maybe I can just reference it in some sort of form so yeah I was quite, I was quite pleased with that bit personally <laughs>
5: um, Now there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that, that haven't been um, here to see the film tonight so the question I've got to ask really is is what happens now you know what, what happens with this film now?
8: Uh, well The plan is to release it um, online, either YouTube or Vimeo, whatever, for free. So, you know, it was always a thing from the start. I didn't want it to be something where it was a way of kind of getting money out of fans. Um, I understand that ticket prices tonight has been purely done, I think, to recoup the cost of what it cost to hire this place out. And that's fair enough, but I didn't get involved in that side. But, yeah, it was always going to get put out um, at... You know, all access that anybody could do it, but there's a few things I might have to clean up, take out um, legally, <laughs> without going into too much detail. It, yeah, probably. I don't think it was a uh, private
4: screening tonight. Yeah,
8: I don't. I don't know if uh, if is it Gabrielle who sings dreams. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she'd quite. Do uh... you not get out
4: of reach? No, because you know, that fits so well with. That yeah, I yeah.
8: sure she's a
7: Wednesday fan, isn't she? Yeah, Secret <laughs> Wednesday, yeah, one, definitely. Well, maybe, yeah, there'll be a link
8: somewhere. But so yeah, it's the, the plan is that at some point it's going to as close as it can to tonight. There was also a couple of things I didn't get a chance to put in because of the deadline about Pool in 2005 and Brighton and Hull, that was quite recent, but I had stories for that and just didn't have time to kind of squeeze them in. So they might get put in as well, added into it, um, but I don't want to tinker with it too much. But I think, yeah, people are asking about DVDs, which again is a possibility. I've just not had that conversation with the club yet. It could happen, um, but we have to sort of I have to tread, on the, tread carefully, make sure I'm not kind of getting in, getting sued by, you know, whoever. <laughs> so we'll see, yeah. But it will go out at some point. I'm ho- hoping before the end of the year, before the end of the year, yeah.
5: Um, and finally, after all the work and everything that's been involved, has it been worth it?
8: I think definitely. I mean, like, without a doubt, I shouldn't even have to think about it. But, like, I think that moment kind of at the end when... People were clapping and the, the selfie on stage with everybody behind. I, I can't wait to see that photo. And, and at that moment, I and also I think, yeah, the kind of moments through it, I was thinking, yeah, this is probably like the best thing I've ever done. And it's because it's about something I care about, it's not kind of rushed or bashed out or kind of like you know, I've done it because I'm on a, on a time limit and a, and a kind of budget where it's like, oh, well, I've gone over now, they owe me some more money. It's kind of like it's like I can put as much time into it as, as as I can because there's no kind of, you know, there's no kind of limit to... to it needed time, it needed to... But, yeah, it was worth all those hours. It, basically, in a nutshell, it was worth every hour spent on it. And just to say as well, I can't thank fans enough, and, and particularly Sean, for for helping me out because he kind of came in touch. He's a freelancer. He knows kind of what it's like to... To, to struggle getting jobs in and, and kind of make that kind of living on a job by job basis so to give up his time to to come in and help me with it was brilliant so yeah cheers mate <laughs> appreciate <No>. that
4: <laughs> well i just think it was fantastic i did have a slight barbara wood moment at the end i don't know if you know well you did notice it i stood up on my own <laughs> nobody else stood up it was like my <laughs> mum at the end of a musical i was like james james
8: James, anyway, in a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for that as well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Not
4: my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we're in the credits. So, hey.
8: yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Well, that was I remember I was you to... giving me a mention when it <laughs> first you. came out. Why have we got that? Yeah, I remember <laughs> listening to the podcast when it came out and... and I can't remember. It might have been one of you guys. Or, but, yeah, I remember it being plugged in and talked about, and I
5: thought, well, I'll give
8: those guys a bit of an nod. So yeah. Thank you. I kind of appreciate you that, it. Thank you.
5: You. thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well done. Yeah, thanks very much. And you know, i get a pint. <laughs> so, as James and Vic still here, we... Oh, uh, well, and Dickie's
3: here Hello. as well. So. Yeah. Thanks,
5: yeah. Sorry about that. We've had a few beers, you know, so that's the way it goes. Uh, we wanted to have a chat with Catherine Mier. Uh, and she we was had a she, chat with her early. Yeah. She was
4: wonderful. She was so lovely. I love her. I love her. I love her.
5: I, and I and really I was, think I'm in love. I'll be honest. I'll not, not repeat some of the comments that um, no, Dickie know, made earlier. Nice uh, but um, unfortunately, club management says no. We're not allowed to do that. Well, and no. Then, I
4: think the, the reasoning from the club was that she gets asked all the time. She's quite conscious about doing it, given what's happened before. And if she said yes to us, she'd have to say yes to everybody. So...
5: So then we thought we'll get Lee Bullen instead, but, um, but he's, he's gone home. Um, so we managed to drag someone in off the streets. It's uh,
0: Neil of Owl's Talk fame. Go, call, call me in when absolutely
7: everybody else is unavailable. No. Scraping
0: bottom of a barrel with Owl's
4: Talk. Have
5: we tried Steve and it was, it was between you and Dom Housen, so, you know.
1: Brutal.
5: <laughs> um, so the premiere of uh, All Wednesday tonight. What uh, I mean, what, what did you think?
0: I thought it was uh, an hour and fifteen of everything that is being a Sheffield Wednesday fan all summed up into one film. To be fair, I thought Matt Exton, who's put this film together, has gone into the archives and he's interviewed Wednesday fans from all different age ranges and demographics and kind of put together just a montage. Really, it didn't. It, it, I'm, I, it didn't really have a timeline. It just kind of dipped in and out of all different eras, and I, I like that approach. And I think, I think every Wednesday, in the room, well, it got a standing innovation, so that said it all, ultimately.
5: What was your favourite bit?
0: The Brentford bit. I think when we went to Brentford away, because um, I just remember every second of that game. We were and going down to Brentford as well, because I, I, I drove a, I drove a massive tour bus that we'd that we'd acquired and uh, I remember smashing it up in, in Brentford like parking up and that, and then going into the match and then going to the pub after and watching it on the screens and stuff so everything that were playing out in front of me on the big screen was like was just like being back there again so that kind of triggered probably the most memories but all of it to be fair a- apart from like the bits where I weren't born all the bits where I were at the games and that obviously a bit of a tearjerker as well at some points and that. but I thought it was outstanding I thought it was really good and, and what a good event as well, because I think the whole thing, with it being on the club's birthday, the ticket price is eighteen sixty-seven to get in, and then you've got this hour and half or whatever it was, or this celebration of being Wednesday fan, and for me, it's always, always, always been about the fans of this club, and I think when I did the crowd photography at the matches and stuff, that uh, meant a lot to me, because now we've got the big archive of dad and lad Photos for future generations to look back at. Or just
4: photos of me at a really bad time.
0: Yeah, oh well, yeah, plenty of them. Eating
4: a pie. <laughs> yeah. like, and he just tagged me in the mall. Like. <sighs> what <was> the
0: <laughs> Honestly,
4: I'm untagged from so many photos of me. like...
0: But I think when you flip it back to like the 150th anniversary and we've, we've had that uh, happen, I think there was so much that kind of, in a Wednesday kind of way, all kind of went a little bit skewed and uh, like the kit fiasco and stuff like that I think this is a good way to just kind of round it off and kind of draw a line in the sand and say right just forget all that and let's just like crack on now and I think it's I just want the wider fan base to be able to access and see this film I know Trevor from the club he says how I many fans do you think would download this and watch it if it came available and I'm just like everybody why wouldn't they why, why would you not if it, if it were available on YouTube or Vimeo or whatever why would you not press play on that and have a look at it at least you know what I mean mm.
4: I actually think I would have people round and watch it, like, as a group of, like, friends, like, have us guys round or whatever and actually sit there and watch it as friends again because I would have cried a lot more at home, I think, tonight than I would have done in that screening. Yeah,
5: definitely. Did you ever tear in your eye at any point?
0: Yeah, I think I did. I think the... um, I'm trying to think... When I mentioned it earlier, I was trying to think of which bit it was, but it was, like, towards the end, I can't remember which bit it was. Um, but there's a, there's a few moments where I'm like oh god here we go and I can imagine people behind me, someone because I'm on front row imagine people behind me having a, a little bit of a tear in their eye and stuff welling up now just to think yeah, about god. it <laughs> I, just, I just need more beers <laughs> you know, one coke driving
5: um, uh, so what we've got you Neil know, what's, what's your kind of take on stuff generally at the club at the moment how um, how do you kind of see things on the pitch
0: um, on the pitch I think Positive, I think we've got... Um, we've, it feels like we've gone through the rough bit and we've got through the worst and we've bottomed out and it's starting to show a little glimpse of hope again. For me, over the last couple of years, I've been... I'll be honest, I've been raging just from time to time. I think from when Carlos went um, and I just felt a little bit like i have been conned a little bit by him and then Josh came in, uh, I've just been... I'm more angry and more angry about the stuff off the pitch and it's kind of affected how I've even been bothered about the on-pitch stuff but now it's kind of smoothing out a little bit I think Katrien coming in was a bit of a when it was announced that was a bit of a worry but she's kept kind of in the background just ticking over and seems to be doing like great things so for me it's like it's looking it's looking good it's looking good I think we've got the two lone players in we've got all the injured players coming back and um, the results are obviously going well at this moment in time so I just hope it progresses from there I really do. I like Joss. I like Joss.
5: The big question: I'll stop podcast. What's going on there? Is it, are you making a comeback?
0: No, I doubt it. I'll podcast. We started as an idea, and um, I love the platform. and I like what your guys do. And I think um, we started as an idea, but we're just too drunk to, <laughs> to, to organise so it. Weep. But I think <laughs> we, we just found that we got more and more progressively drunk before we started, and it just turned into like a rambling mess. Uh, which we thought were funny. But it's, <laughs> two brothers
4: chatting yeah, over beer. Chatting
0: absolute nonsense. <laughs> but you, you realise that like, if you were in a pub of sober people and these two lads were sat at a table talking what we were talking, you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> let's not listen to that. Uh, so it hey, was... I mean, he got to the point where I were playing some songs on a keyboard or something. I can't even remember, but <laughs> <Yeah>. it, was <laughs> it was just horrific listening. So, uh, yeah, we just kind of... We've been busy, so I don't, th- I don't know if we'll revive it. I doubt it, because your guys have filled the gap anyway from our quality entertainment. Neil, I'm going to take you
4: back now to 2006, cool. 2007. Now, we did many a photo shoot together for Owlets.tv, what was your favourite? I would say that my favourite had to be when we got paid by Charlie Browns for me to hold a spanner.
6: Oh, <laughs> God.
0: Can you remember that? Gee, I forgot all about that.
4: In front of a tyre. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: There's a memory for you. <laughs> There's the been tire. so
4: many. Can you remember we went to that one studio and it was actually a porn set?
0: Yeah, that way. A bit, <laughs> bit of an eye-opening, more ways than one.
7: have yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: been Good.
4: in the woods. have been in Ellsborough Park.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
3: what about, what about the, the, the photo shoot? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think Charlie Brown's is up there with my favourites.
0: Yeah, I think times have moved on now, so it's like, obviously not... Like me thing. too. Yeah, it is just, but, but I think uh, at the time it was a right laugh, and I think that's just another example of just trying to think of ideas where you can just let the fans have a laugh. And Everyone
7: thought
4: we were so serious though, didn't we? And yeah.
0: We didn't realise that it was just me and you on the road taking the piss. It was a laugh. I mean, <laughs> the more things like that, and like tonight with the, with the film and that, the better for me. I just think anything that... I, one thing that struck me tonight, actually, is when you look at this film that's been put together by a fan, with fans, about fans... It, it made me think that I think now's the time for Wednesday fans to stop expecting the club to do the, to do this and for fans to start generating like doing their own films and their own podcasts and stuff and for everything to be like fan generated take the pressure off the club because like the, the club is strained behind the scenes in the offices they've got enough to do so for fans now to start generating new ideas and you know, whether it's on social media or film or video or music even, you know, just, like, for fans to start generating stuff um, rather than expecting the club to do it. That's what struck me tonight. I hope it happens.
4: Now, I don't know if you know this, but um, a few years ago, me and James went to Majorca on holiday um, and somebody asked him what it would take for, to get him to take a photo in a blue bikini. And he said a 1,000 likes and that tweet got a 1,000 likes. And I was just wondering... Do you still own the domain name, Owlets.tv? There it is. Oh, God, that's
0: horrific. <laughs> God, that's horrific. Oh, <laughs> Look at do that. you have that saved for your favourite? It's my
3: favourite. Look <laughs> like at that have fluffing now. That's, that's oh, my I God. <laughs> James
0: is a big boy. No, if you, if you do
4: still own the domain name, can we just set that as the image?
0: I don't. I think... Um, oh. No, nah, I deleted it all off and that. Nah. It's like... All done and dusted. Well,
4: if you want me to send it to you, well,
0: that's, that's a, a shame, that's isn't it? it? What a
3: shame
0: that <laughs> <isn't> is. <it? laughs> <laughs> we can sort it. <laughs> Start of a new project, that <laughs>
7: one.
5: Brilliant, Neil. Thank you very much for your time. Anytime. No, Thank not. you. No problem.
4: So, after that, it's, you know, we have to say to people, it really was a fabulous film. It was a fabulous piece. It was a memory that I want to show my dog, my children, my grandchildren, whoever. I want to show it them because I, it really did encapsulate everything that we talk about on a match day. And I, there was one point in the film that somebody talked about the smell of the grass and the smell of beer and the smell. Of, and do you know what? Mm. From the minute I leave my house on a Saturday afternoon and I walk up to the end of my road and there's a smell. And then I walk to the end of the bridge and there's a smell. And it's, there's no particular smell to it. I couldn't describe it if you wanted to make a perfume. But that is exactly what I smell every week, and then I go to the riverside and I see everybody, and it's just wonderful. And I get to the, like to the ground, and I smell grass, and it's just amazing. And I think that it captured the whole thing, didn't it?
3: Uh, I've just posted both the trailers um, on the Wednesday Week Twitter account, so go, go look, go ahead, go and have a look at those, and that'll give you a feel of it. Uh, and having shown it to several people today, and sent it to them. Um, my, the, the, my kids now want to see the film, uh, because they've kind of got a flavour of it. Even though there's a sad, you know, the, one of the trailers is quite the sombre one, and the other one's quite the positive one. It's kind of flips between the two, but the kids want to see it. Lots of people now actually want to see it, and it, it's created a whole buzz around it. I think, which uh, which is, think, which is a, a really good thing. for I think
4: everybody should see it. And um, if Matt can put it on YouTube or Vimeo or Wednesday Player or whatever. I, it's worth watching, it really truly is and I hope at some point it comes out on DVD and it can be one of those things that I just watched on a Saturday night when I normally watch the playoff final at <laughs> Cardiff it'd be lovely to watch that instead anyway, it was a brilliant evening it was lovely to see so many f- familiar faces we saw obviously Max and Dean and everyone from the Cop End We saw we saw Tango, we saw Bully, we saw, we saw so many, so many people we can't even keep up. Neil, Neil. Neil, obviously. Um. Anyway, it is time to say goodbye. So, James, if people want to get hold of you, my darling, how do we find you on Twitter and how do we slide straight into your DMs?
5: Uh, I do actually have open DMs, you know, on Twitter, so anyone can send me any kind of abuse that they want to, and often do, which is fun. Uh, it's at James Marriott.
4: Wonderful. Um, I, might, I might just do that. Dickie, how do we slide into your DMs, Bob?
3: You can slide into my DMs anytime, <laughs> baby. Uh, uh, but uh, you can find me at DickieL on Twitter, and I'm now unlocked, so anybody can follow me now, so I'm all good.
4: Okay, well, if you want to find me on Twitter, my username is Victoria1867, or you can find me in the Riverside Cafe on a match day in the outside bar and of course if you want to find Dan Fudge God bless his soul who knows where he is he is at Dan Fudge on Twitter so I've got a little treat for you now this week erm there's been some sort of discussion on social media about different songs and different lyrics that work with Wednesday players and whatever erm so if you're of a nervous disposition I I encourage you to turn a turn away now Um, But if not, here you go. I give you Mr. Eddie Cash
6: with Hurt. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel A focus on Jose Wish we'd offered him a deal His absence leaves a hole Our midfield lacks his sting Try to cheer for David Jones But I remember everything What has he become? Now those friends Every hour we love Goes away it, And you could have it all My new Yucatobo shirt Just for some meadow back See upon are <laughs> oh, where this crown of thorns upon my north stand chair full of Broken dreams. Promotion was right there beneath the hills, lights. The feelings disappear. I think back to League One when you were still right. What has he become? Ronaldo's friend. Every hour we love goes away in the end. and you can have it all. Fan Sasso Shrine. Just for some meat over there. Protecting our back line. If I could start again and build a team my way, the first name on the list would be the great Jose. The week. Anyway, it's
4: that time to say goodbye, guys. Um, so, Dan Fudge, what is your username and how do we get in touch with you?
5: Nah, is mate, Dan he, Fudge is dead. Is he's he gone? Is
4: he gone?
5: Um, yeah, he's... Um... He's gone off uh, to make his own film about um, Sheffield Wednesday. He's, what he's going to do is he's going to record himself driving from Reading Town Centre to the ground in Reading. and uh, it's so just going to be him singing "Lucas". Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay, uh, so after for twenty for it. minutes, it's going to be great. So if you want to see that, it's
1: at Dan Fudge. It's the ninetieth minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lebosh, Automatic delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later.